What up, what up, what up? This is Dean from the Dean's List. Welcome. Welcome to the Dean's List podcast. Today, we are doing another segment of the Expert Secrets Outline. And today, we are on secret number three. And this is the new opportunity. Okay, it's the third piece to the puzzle. That's kind of what we're putting together here. It's not just a business, it's a puzzle. Uh, but it's the third key piece to this puzzle, man, um, of creating your mass movement. Okay, because that's what we want to do. We want to create a mass movement of people that will buy our advice, that will buy our, our product, that will buy our message, that will pay us for our advice, will pay us to train them, will pay us, you know, that's that's what we're creating here. That's what this is all about. Okay? So, that being said, let me uh, just say, Today I did a post on Facebook that uh, asked people if they knew what the um, with a hundred percent what was the, the the biggest key. Let me see how he worded it. Um, what's what's the um, uh, how did I word that? What is the main key that's tied 100% to making a sale? What key is tied 100% to making a sale? Okay, and I'm going to answer that for you at the end of this podcast. I'm going to answer it actually during. Um, and I will let you know what that answer is. Uh, a big portion of this chapter is about it. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's... There's a lot of parts and pieces to getting people to actually, you know, number one, you got to grab their attention. Number two, you have to be able to get them to pull a credit card out of their pocket and purchase with it. All right. So that's not an easy thing to do. Um, not an easy thing to do at all. Oh, I can't believe that I lost it. All right, here we go. Um. new opportunity is the most important but least understood part of starting a mass movement of the mass movement process um you know it's it's the difference between a little success and blowing it out of the park and changing the world um you know uh, you got to realize that like all right so he uses this russell brunson the the author of this book expert secrets um uses a couple of different examples. One is Christ. Christ didn't offer uh, a better way. He offered a new opportunity. He offered, he offered a new law, a new covenant, where salvation didn't come through animal sacrifice no more. Instead, it came from, from a broken heart and a contrite spirit. You know what I mean? So that's one, you know what I mean? That's so, and these patterns emerge all through history when when you're trying to create a mass movement. Hitler didn't want to make Germany better. You know what I mean? He wanted uh, he didn't want to make their situation better. He wanted them to shed the responsibility that it wasn't their fault uh, that they you know what they were doing and and uh, he wanted to tear up the treaties that they had and start brand new and start a whole new thing. You know what I mean? That's what Hitler had in mind, but um, he wasn't trying to make it better. It was going to be a whole new deal. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, Steve Jobs is the best example. Okay, because he took like the uh, the music industry in the music industry, and he used Russell uses this this um, this example um, when it came to to music. I mean, what were we using back then? We were using CD players. We were using MP3 players. Uh, there was this giant, you know, hard drive disc thing that you can carry a thousand songs with. Steve Jobs wasn't trying to make that better. He came up with something whole new. You know what I'm saying? Here's something smaller than your phone, and you can carry your whole music collection with it. You know what I mean? So it was a whole new offer. It was a new opportunity where you can carry the whole music library in your pocket. You know what I mean? The iPad. Or, I'm sorry, the um, uh, the iPod. You know, and he transformed, he, and he kept going. He didn't stop there. Every time he brought something new to the market, it wasn't a, um, a, a, an improvement offer. It was a, a new opportunity. You know what I mean? The the iPod, the iPad, um, even Apple. It was just, it was a new opportunity. It was something new. And this pattern can be seen over and over. Business, religion, sports, etc., um, don't fix what's not working. Replace with something different. You know, that, that still solves the same problem. Still brings the same pleasure. But you completely replace with something different. You don't want to do it. Improvement offers are, they're much harder to sell. Most people have tried improvement in the past and it didn't work. Weight loss, making money, relationships, stuff like that. He goes on to talk about this in his book. So if they're coming, if they're coming to you and something they tried in the past didn't work, they associate the pain with that. Okay. Um, they associate the pain of that, that, that you know what they tried didn't work. So, you know, why would they want a better system that's the same thing? You know what I mean? They they, they wouldn't, they don't. They would they, you know what I mean? So and so they don't have to go through that. You want a new opportunity. You know, and, and the, the, the plus to that is they don't know uh, the known pain that's associated with that. They have no idea what's in the new opportunity. You know what I mean? They might have a little bit of an idea, but, but they have no idea what that pain is going to feel like. They have no idea. Maybe they'll be able to get through it this time. Maybe they'll be, maybe this new thing will work. You understand? Um, they must be ignorant to the pain of their vast undertaking, this new thing that they're trying, they must be ignorant to it. Um, all right, and so here's some of the things. All right, what up, what up, I'm back. I don't know, there was a hiccup there in the uh, recording. Um, I'm not going to pull that out, I don't think. I like to leave my imperfections in my recordings because it makes me fallible. It makes me, you know, I want you to know where I'm coming from here. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, this is uh, it's a learning process. Someday I'll be able to pay an editor. It'll be able to go through and edit all my shit. But I ain't got that yet. <clears throat> so, um, so we go into desire and ambition, okay? 2% of the population, and this is a guess, but 2% of the population is probably ambitious, okay, 
um, improvement offers, you know, they sell to overachieving and ambitious people. So if you're selling an improvement offer, you're excluding the other 98% of the world. You understand? So it's going to be an uphill battle. As where the new opportunity, it plays on people's desires. You know what I mean? It's, 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 um, if 98% of the people aren't, that, 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 you know, that they're not ambitious, and that's what people are buying, by improvement offers, that's how they're converting, you know, and, and this dude would know, man. So it'd be an uphill battle. Anyways, that's their advice. That's what's in the book. Um, Memories of poor past decisions. Okay, let's see. This is where I transitioned here. Uh, yeah. All right. Let me start to do it a different way because there was so much in here, man, to talk about. I can't just write the whole book again. I was I was making notes, and it's like I was just copying the damn book. Um, but memories of poor past decisions. If your followers are in need of improvement. They must first admit failure. Alright, first they gotta say, you know, in order for them to say yes to your offer, they gotta admit that the choices that they've made up until this point in the past were wrong. No one wants to admit that they were wrong, yet an improvement offer forces them to admit they failed. Earlier in the book we talked about um, the one sentence persuasion course from earlier in the book. We want to justify their past failures. You know what I'm saying? We want, to, we want to justify their past failures. A new opportunity does that. It says to them, look, we understand why that one didn't work. That's why we changed it. That's why we got something totally new that does work. Alright, next thing is commodity pricing. When you sell an improvement... You're selling against dozens and hundreds of other improvement offers out there. You're stuck in the middle of a very red ocean, competing with everyone else selling similar options. This competition turns what you do into a commodity and pushes the pricing down. It quickly becomes a race to the bottom um, in terms of pricing. You know, because everybody's trying to cutthroat and get, you know, if that's what he means by coming out a race to the bottom. Uh, if it's a commodity and it's just anybody can sell it, well, the next guy who's selling it offers it for five bucks cheaper, and then the other guy that's selling it offers it for ten bucks cheaper. And if you want to be the lowest price, so Dan Kennedy had told Russell a long time ago, he says if you can't be the number one lowest price, there's no strategic advantage of being the second lowest price. Nobody's gonna buy it if you're second lowest. Why would they? They would go to the lowest price. In other words, if you can't be the cheapest, then you need to become the most expensive. You understand? And there is a strategic advantage to that. But you can't do that when you're fighting inside a red ocean. When you present a new opportunity, you are creating a blue ocean, something brand new that nobody out there else is selling. And all price resistance goes out the window. The biggest reason people don't want improvement offers is so important that I want he wants to this whole section of the book created to this next thing. Okay. The biggest reason people don't want improvement offers is so important that I wanted to write a separate section about it. 
the number one reason people don't want improvement and the reason they will or won't join your culture is status. Status, the one thing that causes people to move or not to move. You know what I mean? And so, there's a whole section on this, man. Um, You know, is this thing I'm considering going to increase my status or decrease my status? Me and a buddy were talking about this the other night. and, And he's right. You know, just about every decision we've ever made in the past revolves around status. Um. You know, all the way back to grade school, when the teacher called on you, and it was your turn to answer the question, and you didn't—you weren't sure if you knew it, you weren't sure if you knew it, but you blew that answer out anyway. You just blurted it out, and it was wrong, or it was right. Either way, you were looking around to see what the other kids thought of that, and so you were worried whether your status was elevated or whether it was knocked down. You know what I mean? And so even back then, and so we were, it's it's, it's a deep-seated thing, man. Um, me and a buddy really got into it deep the other night about it, and it's, it really is. It goes, it goes to the heart of a lot of things, man. Um, it really does, I believe, determine, you know, a lot of self-worth in people. Um, you know, the decisions that we've made early on in life actually determines how we act later on in life, man. self self-esteem, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but we're not getting into that. We're, the, the key here is it's it's the most important thing. It's one of the most important things to keep them from, you know, whether they're going to pull their wallet, you know, their, their credit card out and buy or not. <coughs> um, there you go. A few years ago, my friend Perry Belcher explained this concept to me and once I understood it it immediately changed how I interacted with everyone. He told me that status is the only thing that causes people to move forward. To move toward you or not to move at all. That it's status is the magic word in this business. When someone is presented with an opportunity their subconscious mind is working on the answer to this question. Is this thing I'm considering going to increase my status or decrease my status? You know, is uh, um, status as I'm defining... And he's looking at this from a direction of, um, you know, how other people perceive you. You know what I mean? Rather than with how you perceive yourself. This is about how other people perceive you. Almost every choice in our life, as we said, revolves around status. Whether or not... um, Whether you know it or not. For example... What school did you go to? You know, or your parents. What school did they pick for you? Because you thought it would elevate your status. Who did you date? Who did you break up with? Who did you marry? You picked those people based on who you thought would elevate your status. What school do your kids go to? What books do you read? What car do you drive? What car do you not drive? All these things are tied into status. Almost every decision you've ever made was based on this subconscious question. And there's the other thing. It's a subconscious thing. We automatically start worrying about what other people think. You know, when we're looking at a new opportunity, you know, is this going to make me look like I'm smarter? Is this going to make me look like I'm happier, more stylish, more wealthy, more powerful, more attractive? 
All these things will increase status. If a potential customer can say, yes, this will increase my status, they'll move toward it. You know, what stops people from taking the new opportunity? Fear of decreased status. The sale-killing thought is, what if I try this and it decreases my status? What if I try this and it makes me look stupid? What if I try this and, and there's a, a balancing act? There's, okay, so there's a balancing act going on in the brain all the time. Balancing act, hope to increase status against fear, decrease status. Um, if you're selling a weight loss solution and someone has tried and failed on 27 different diets, that fear is going to be pretty high. And you're going to have to work real hard to make that sale. If your brain thinks that taking inaction will reverse your status, then you, you won't do it. Unless, unless it finds hope that by temporarily decreasing status, you can increase in the future. So you, people will take a decrease in status if they know long term it'll increase it. Um, will it be temporary? And if so... Will the future gain in the status eventually be highest? <clears throat> They've tried to make money. They've tried to do whatever your thing is. That's the big fear. I know if I invest a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand with this expert and it doesn't work, I'm going to look stupid. My wife and my kids and my friends are all going to see that and they're going to think I'm an idiot. When someone invests in my $25,000 Inner Circle program, that money is leaving them, which is co- it causes immediate decrease in status. But Russell's members know that by taking that temporary decrease in status, in the end, the result of being in the Inner Circle will be an increase in status for what they learn and accomplish. And this was back then. His circle was much, much more money now. It used to be 25000 to be in the inner circle. Now, that's just the cost of the two comma club training is twenty-five grand. Uh, or at least it was last year. Uh, his inner circle was either hundred grand now, but I think it's actually, it may even be a million. It may be a million dollars now. And there's, and there's people lining up to get in. Um, it's like every sentence in this. I don't want to miss nothing, but... But here's the thing. You got to buy the book. You guys have to buy this book, man. Get both of them. One is dot-com secrets and one is expert secrets. There's a new one that's out. It's traffic secrets. And if you look now, and I'm going to hook you up with the link. Um, If you look now, uh, there's a whole four four book box set. Okay, so. People are going to weigh the likelihood of success and elevated status against the risk of failure and the cost of that failure. Your job as an expert is to load up on elevated status side of the scale and decrease the risk of failure. You can do that by creating an amazing product and minimizing risk with things like money back guarantees, risk reversals, and done for you options. The key to making a sale is 100%, 100%. The key to making a sale is 100% tied to this concept of status. When people look at your new opportunity, that is the only real question they're trying to figure out. 
I like to think the I like to think through what their perceived status is and then try to make sure I add as many things possible that would make them increase their status and then take away as many from uh, things from my offer that would decrease their status and so you can probably see why that is the biggest reason why they don't sell improvement offers for someone to say yes to that they have to admit to poor past decisions and create a huge decrease in status then you are forced to fight an uphill battle that few people ever win. So which factors elevate status? Well, it's different for everyone, but here are a few that are pretty universal. Appearance of intelligence. Anything that makes them look smarter. Appearance of wealth, power, happiness. Physical appearance, weight loss, makeup, supplements. Style. Uh, think Mac versus PC. You know what I mean? Uh, Porsche versus Cadillac. You know what I mean? <clears throat> now you might be thinking I'm not affected by status considerations. I like to drive a reasonable car. I like a modest home. If so, I'd like to pose a question. He poses a question to anybody reading this book. Why? Why do you like driving a car you feel is reasonably priced? Does it have anything to do with the fact that if you drove a Ferrari home one day, you're afraid that your friends, family, or neighbors would judge you? If they did judge you, how would that affect your status? Status works on both ends of the spectrum. It's what makes some people fight for earthly possessions, and it's also what keeps others from desiring them at all. As much as we may hate to admit it, we are all slaves to what we believe other people will think about us. Why people crave the new opportunity. Um, So here's some of the reasons why people crave the new opportunity. New discovery. People discover your new opportunity for the first time. They're going to want to share it because, you know, something new gives them an immediate increase in status. Um, Number two, no pain or disconnect. Because they don't have to admit they made a bad decision in the past, there's no longer a huge pain of disconnect from what they are currently doing. They can just move on right into something brand new. No pain of disconnect, no decrease in status. Improvement offers sell through the pain, where new opportunities sell away from the pain. All right, number three, dream replacement. Uh, One reason many people struggle to make the changes they want and need in their lives is the fear of failure. Um, And it goes on to talk about a couple other things. Greener pastures, number four, greener pastures. We've all heard a million times that the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, right? Um, Let's see. Uh, Creating the new opportunity, their vehicle for change. Okay. While there are lots of ways to structure improvement offers, There are only two ways to position a new opportunity, either as an opportunity switch or an opportunity stack. The opportunity switching starts as this. Each of our prospects has a desire for some result and they have been trying to get that result through some vehicle. Maybe they are trying to lose weight and the vehicle they have currently chosen to lose weight is the Atkins diet. 
Let's hope, because I just heard bad things about the Atkins diet. But let's say that's the vehicle they chose. So my opportunity switch is to take them out of the vehicle they're currently using and put them into a new one. So in this example he uses, I can switch them from the Atkins to something new, like the Paleo diet. Um, if the Paleo diet has become a red ocean with lots of people teaching it, then it's no longer a new opportunity. And I need to create my own sub-niche like Disgust in Secret 1. Um, in the real estate market, they might be flipping houses or doing short sales. To create a new opportunity, I'm going to switch them out of those vehicles and into the new vehicle I created, which might be something like selling houses on eBay. Opportunity switching takes them out of the pain they're currently in and gives them hope for a new future through the new vehicle. Um, Alright, so that's the basics of opportunity switching. It goes on with more in there. Get the book. Opportunity stacking. After someone has made the switch into your new opportunity, then all future sales to that prospect are typically an opportunity stack. Not an improvement offer. I don't want to switch my prospects from opportunity to opportunity because it will cause confusion and break trust. But I can offer them an opportunity stack within the new opportunity that they have just joined. Alright, so if you've read Dotcom Secrets, you probably recognize the value ladder in the picture above. He shows a picture of his value ladder. It starts with the Expert Secret book, it goes to the ClickFunnels software, and then there's a um, a product called Funnel Scripts that writes all the copy. There's another one called Fill Your Funnel that helps, you know, get traffic into your funnel. And then there's Clicks Funnel Certified where you can, can become a certified teacher. Um, <coughs> I'm trying to switch the career paths that you've been following up to this point. Your current job, school, or real estate, stock markets, or other ways to generate wealth. My goal is to help you see the new opportunity of becoming an expert and having a mass following who will pay you for your advice. And if I do my job right, you'll make that switch into a career as an expert. After you've decided to make that opportunity switch, then I will look for, an other, for the other new opportunities within the opportunity that I can offer that will help to serve you at a higher level. You can see from the image that I will likely make you offers for things like ClickFunnels, Funnel Scripts, Fill Your Funnel Certification. Um, and so inside the new opportunity, you want to find new stuff to stack on top. And that becomes the opportunity stack. Uh, I did a similar thing when we launched ClickFunnels Certification Program. We positioned it as an opportunity switch whenever we sold it to people who had another type of job. We showed them how this was the highest paying part-time job in the world, which it is. And for those who were already using ClickFunnels or who were already consultants, we showed them how becoming certified would allow them to offer a new service to their clients. When we get to section three on conversion, you'll see exactly how we speak to both audiences when we create our sales presentation. Now that you know why your offer needs to be a new opportunity, let's drive into how you can create that offer correctly from the ground up. And that is the end of secret number four. And so you heard me, I hope, when I said that the number one, 100% um, 
tied to the key to making a sale is 100% tied to the concept of status. This is Dean from the Dean's List. Um, hope you enjoyed. I hope I delivered you some value. Uh, tune in. Keep your eyes open for uh, secret number four. Secret number four is the opportunity switch. Did I say that? Yeah. This is the new opportunity, and so the next one's going to be the opportunity switch. If nobody else today on the planet told you that they love you, I want to be the first. I love you. Have a great day. Be blessed. And we'll talk soon. Anybody wants to uh, be on the podcast and discuss any part of business, starting businesses, uh, making money online, um, hell, you want to discuss the weather on the podcast, give me a call. Hit me up. Text me. Find me on Messenger. Look me up in Facebook. You can find this podcast at Online Living at A New Pair of Glasses. You can also reach me through the Dean's List, 711 at Online Living um, through Facebook. Uh, you can find the Dean's List on TikTok. You can find us on Snapchat. You can find us on Instagram under My Online Living. Um, yeah, I know I got a lot of reorganizing to do and a lot of stuff to... This this 2020 year is going to be a busy year. It's going to be a complete year of setting this thing up right. And uh, we're going to push, 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 take action, action, action. And we're going to come out on the other end because I'm telling you right now that funnels and funnel building and using a funnel to sell online is the highest paying part-time job on the planet. All right, peace.